0: Blessings, everyone. I'm Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. Uh, you know, I haven't mentioned it in recent episodes of stuff, but uh, please pass the word about these times together, okay? Uh, let folks know about it. Uh, that's really the only way that people find out is by word of mouth. And so, uh, you know, link to it on your social media and emails. Tell folks about it. And really encourage them to go back they can start at the very beginning and listen all the way through because as you know uh, a lot of these things uh, they all build upon each other we've dealt with i don't even remember maybe four or five different portions of scripture and or subject matters And then we'll spend several dozen episodes on subject matters, as you've seen. Uh, But really, pass the word and let folks know. Uh, Just clicking and just sharing on Facebook and stuff like that does wonders. And so uh, uh, thank you so much if you could do that. Uh, Today, we are continue through Revelation 13. And we're taking our time on this because I want us to think through these things and reason through these things. We're not getting into real, real detail of it. I just want you to see what the Scripture says about what is yet to come. John sees something in Revelation 13.1. Let me read these first two, three verses we've already looked at. It says this, And the dragon stood on the sand of the seashore. Now, just parenthetically, you remember what we looked at about the different versions of the English translations of that. But here, the dragon is standing on the sand of the seashore. And then, verse 1, Then I, that's John, saw a beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. And on his horns were ten diadems, and on his heads were blasphemous names. Verse 2. And the beast which I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were like a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. So we have this beast here, which is like a composite beast. Okay? He's given the power and the throne and great authority of the dragon. And we saw in the previous chapter that the dragon is Satan himself, the evil one. Verse 3 now, I saw one of his heads, he had seven heads, I saw one of his heads as if it had been slain and his fatal wound was healed. Now, If you were just reading this at the surface and you stopped and said, well, as if it had been slain, well, it looks like it was slain. Maybe it wasn't. Well, no, the next part of the phrase tells you that it was, that his fatal wound was healed. If you have a wound which is fatal, that means that you died from that wound. But one of these heads had a wound that had been fatal, but was now healed. Next part of verse 3. And the whole earth was amazed and followed after the beast. So we learn what this beast is. The beast comes up out of the sea, has 10 horns, seven heads. It is given power and a throne and authority by the dragon. John notices that one of his heads had a fatal wound, but that fatal wound had been healed. That probably gives us some insight and ideas about some stuff. Now, you can imagine if you've read any commentaries or books related to all this, there's all sorts of conjecture, right? Let's just stick with what it says for now. The whole earth is amazed, and they follow after this beast. Now, verse 4 continues the sentence. They, that's the earth, worship the dragon because he gave his authority to the beast. So they're worshiping the dragon. They're worshiping Satan, the evil one, because he's given his authority to this beast And they worship the beast saying this, Who is like the beast? Who is able to wage war against him? So they are worshiping the dragon and they're worshiping the beast. Now verse 5, There was given to him, this is the beast, a mouth speaking arrogant words and blasphemies, and authority to act for 42 months was given to him. Whoa, we've seen this time reference before. 42 months. He's given arrogant words and blasphemies and a mouth to speak and authority to act for 42 months. Remember how we saw 42 months? Remember how we saw with uh, uh, Satan Lucifer when he's kicked out of heaven that he was given 1260 days? Okay, we saw some things related to that. We saw time, times, and a half of times. This is all referring to, I believe, the last three and a half year period of the last seven year period was referred to as the 70th week of Daniel. So he is given authority to act for 42 months. That's interesting, given authority. Verse six, and he opened his mouth in blasphemies against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle. So he's blaspheming God's name. He's blaspheming his tabernacle. That is those who dwell in, In heaven. So this beast is blaspheming God. He's given the authority to do that. Now, watch what happens in verse 7. It was also given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and authority over every tribe, and people, and tongue, and nation was given. To him, I think this is a picture of what we saw in Matthew 24 when Jesus was answering the questions of the disciples. And he said, these days are going to be so intense, they're going to be so bad, that even the elect might be deceived if it weren't for the fact that these days were cut short. This beast is given authority for 42 months. He's given authority to kill, steal, and destroy. He has authority over the saints to make war with the saints. And he has that authority for 42 months though with the saints, with the true church, those days are going to be cut short because the Lord says, I'm going to cut them short. He's going to do that through rapture in the church. Let me read the last two verses right here. We'll be done for the day. Verse 8, Revelation 13. All who dwell on the earth will worship him. So we learn right here, we see that all the earth is following. All who dwell on the earth will worship him. Everyone, this is verse 8 again, whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who has been slain. Now you've heard elements of that right there, but did you know this context? The body of Christ, the saints will be on the earth at this time and will not worship Him. He says those who dwell on the earth, sometimes I call them earth dwellers, those who dwell on the earth, that's those who are not believers and who are not Jewish. Okay, They will worship Him. And then it's described, they are the ones whose names are not written from the foundation of the world and the book of life of the Lamb who has been slain. Now I tell you what, that verse right there and some uh, corollary verses with it really rattles some people's cages because this gives us insight to the terms that the Lord uses of called, of chosen, of elect, of predestined, before the foundations of the earth, that their names are written in the Lamb's book of life, the Lamb who was slain before the foundations of the earth. That should give us such encouragement. That should give us such excitement. I know a lot of times it's interpreted the opposite way. because people say, well, if people really believe that, then there's no reason to evangelize because people are just going to be saved. And there's nothing. No, 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 nothing can be further from the truth. I don't know who the ones are whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. What I'm called to do is to speak forth the truth and to present the gospel message to everybody. The Lord himself is the one who knows who it is that's called, who is chosen, who the elect are, who the predestined are, who the ones who have their name written before the foundation of the earth in the Lamb's book of life. The Lord is the one that knows that. I don't know that. He does. Listen to this last verse, verse 9. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. Woe. I tell you what, you would do well to go back and read through this first part of Revelation 13 again sometime today. Look at it, examine it, say, Lord, what does this mean? What are the days that are ahead of us? They're going to be intense, intense time. But you can know this, what Jesus said over Matthew 24 and in Mark and Luke 21, that he will not abandon us, he will not forsake us. We are his, okay? We are his. But they're going to be intense difficult times. If you have an ear, let him hear that means you will understand if you are of his again i am dale and i thank you so much for being with me i will we'll pick it up here the next time goodbye